0: The Church of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shear Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be concluding a sermon delivered by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, taken from the book of 1 Samuel. This sermon is part of the in-depth through the Bible series on heavenly authority. And when we left off, Pastor was in chapter 24. David is pursued by a murderous King Saul, who has taken 3,000 chosen men to the wilderness of En Gedi, where David and his men are hiding. David has an opportunity to kill Saul when Saul ventures alone into a cave unaware that David and his men are staying there. Rather than killing Saul, David sneaks up and secretly cuts off a corner of Saul's robe. Then, after Saul leaves the cave, David emerges and calls out to him. Now, let's rejoin the message where we left off last time, as Pastor Greg concludes this Sunday sermon. Verse 10.
1: Look! This day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand in the cave. And someone urged me to kill you, but my eyes spared you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is Yahweh's anointed. He is the Lord's anointed. So even though Saul is a murderous Despicable character at this point. David still treats him with respect. He's the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, and there is a father-son relationship, almost an adopted father-son relationship between Saul and David. Remember, Saul looked upon David when he soothed him from the evil spirit, and he loved him like a son. But because he rebels against God, he gets crazier and crazier. And he hates everything of God, because the demons are upon him, and David's of God, so he hates David. David says, "Moreover, my father, see. Yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the corner of your robe, and did not kill you. There's proof. If he's got the corner of the robe, then Saul was as good as dead, because he's in there all alone with David and 600 men, or however men were in that cave with David know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand and i have not sinned against you yet you hunt my life to take it it's proof it's undeniable logic i could have killed you i haven't done it let the lord verse 12 judge between you and me and let the lord avenge me on you but my hand shall not be against you let god be the judge let god be the one who avenges but I'm not gonna do it. He knows God's will that he is to be delivered from his enemies, but David desires God's will, God's way. He's not gonna do something wrong to accomplish the will of God. Let God do it, let God judge, let God avenge, but my hand shall not be against you, he says. Verse 13, is the Proverbs, he quotes an ancient proverb, as the proverb of the ancients say, wickedness proceeds from the wicked but my hand shall not be against you if david was truly wicked wickedness would proceed he would have killed them why would he let him go except that he's not wicked jesus said you'll know them by their fruit a good tree brings forth good fruit a bad tree brings forth bad fruit you'll know them by their fruit you know by the actions wickedness proceeds from the wicked An ancient proverb and David has done him only good after whom verse 14 has the king of Israel come whom do you pursue a dead dog a flea who am I look at the condition we're in I'm harmless to you why do you pursue me in this way he's saying verse 15 therefore let the Lord Yahweh be the judge and judge between you and me and see and plead my case and deliver me out of your hand. There's a tremendous amount of faith here because he's right there now for Saul and his armies to kill. He had Saul at a great disadvantage. Now he's physically placed himself at a great disadvantage coming out of that cave, but he's trusting in God to deliver him from Saul's hand, even as God has delivered him. Verse 16, So it was, when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, that Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. You know, the the drama, the, the emotions in this section. Is this your voice, my son David? And he starts to cry. He lifts up his voice and he starts to cry. And we get a glimpse of the man that Saul used to be. A remembrance. The glory of his youth and the anointing. Even later on when he started to be demon-attacked, demon-possessed, and still he knew that David could soothe him with the the songs he would play on the instrument. How David was someone that could help him, his son whom he loved. Is this your voice, my son David? realizes he's done evil to david he starts to weep there's an anointing upon the words of david as he argues for himself david doesn't stay silent he argues his case just because he's respectful just because he will not harm saul just because he will not do injury to saul does not mean david sits back and stays silent he argues his case and what we have from verse 19 down is an anointed word from david that touches the heart of saul it's as though his words now drive the demons away even as his songs used to do and the reality of the moment saul sees that cloth in his hand he knows what he could have done and the anointing of the spirit touching saul's heart to protect david brings saul to a point of crying and weeping over a realization over what he's done You think about how many will cry and weep the gnashing of teeth when they look back at their lives and they realize the things they've done and the horror they've caused in this world. How so many, when they see it all replayed back someday at the judgment seat, will cry and weep like Saul. It all touches Saul's heart. And he said, verse 17, Then he said to David, You are more righteous than I. For you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. For a moment, his reason comes back. For a moment, his common sense and his sense of what's right comes back. And you have shown me this day how you have dealt well with me. For when the Lord delivered me into your hand, and he doesn't deny it now, you did not kill me. He knows it. Verse 19, For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him get away safely? It's it's undeniable logic. By David allowing him to escape, no one can say that David is the enemy of Saul, that David wants to kill Saul. For even Saul says, if a man finds his enemy, will he let him get away safely? Therefore, may the Lord Yahweh reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now I know indeed that you shall surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Therefore swear now to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. He understands David is the anointed, the chosen. He will be king. He has a moment of lucidness, of clarity, and he asks David, To preserve his descendants to preserve his name so david swore to saul and saul went home he takes his three thousand men and he goes home but david and his men went up to the stronghold saul goes home david continues to hide because david knows that saul is in rebellion against god and his madness that seems to have left momentarily, will come back. That is totally unpredictable. And that even though he seems now to have promised not to attack David, they've made a contract, David deep down knows that Saul is not good for it. And so he returns to hiding. Do not touch my anointed and do my prophets no harm. David fears God. David loves God. David agrees with God. So David has respect for the position God establishes. He has respect for his prophets, the priests, even the kingship. Though God did not want the kingship, the people wanted it. God agreed and gave it to them, and then he established it. And he anointed Saul king. He put him in that position. So God has chosen Saul at some point, and even though Saul has gone far from it, David will not touch Saul. He will not touch God's anointed. He spares Saul, even though Saul seeks to kill him and take his life. What a contrast between Saul's attitude and the attitude of David and Jonathan. Do not touch my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. Lord willing, next time we'll see how this applies to the things in the church today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy scriptures. We praise you, Lord, for your word and for a glimpse into human nature, how some people, their sins can lead them down a terrible path like Saul. That they lose their common sense and they can no longer see. And it takes something so dramatic as when David cuts the corner of the robe off and Saul knows he can die, that he could have died, that he would have been destroyed to wake him up for a moment to see clearly to return back to himself to the way he was in your spirit father help us keep us from temptation and sin that we would not have our eyes clouded that we would not become prey for demons Lord Jesus you say in your word that when a evil spirit goes from a man it goes to an arid place and then when it comes back if it finds a house emptied and Clean, it just comes in with seven more demons, and the last state is worse than the first. Lord, we thank you for all the things you deliver us from, and we pray, Lord, that we would not be empty homes, but rather that your Holy Spirit would dwell inside of us so that no demon could ever have place in us again, that we would not become like Saul, that the madness of sin that seems to have strangled our society would have no place in us or our families. Protect us, Father. Place your Son in our hearts that you would fill the rooms, every room of our lives and occupy us, Lord God, that nothing else could touch us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning at the Memorial Hall of... On Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The Memorial Hall is adjacent to the Madison Green, and we meet in the upper room. And as always, we would really love to hear from our listeners. Our address is Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, that's S H E A R hyphen J A S H U B, Christian Tabernacle. P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he teaches from God's scriptures in our next broadcast of Shi'ar Jashu. And we pray that the Lord's grace and peace and the abundance of His holiness overflow in your life as you dedicate yourself to Him.